Law 4. Always say less than necessary. When you are trying to impress people with words, the more you say, the more common you appear, and the less in control. Even if you were saying something banal, it would seem original if you make it vague, open-ended, and sphinx-like. Powerful people impress and intimidate by saying less. The more you say, the more likely you are to seem foolish. Now, this is one of my favourite laws so far, because people love to talk about themselves and about their lives, and like to talk about a lot of bullshit. So this will exemplify why that can be a very harmful thing. Transgression of the law. In 450 BC, there was a great military leader, or hero, by the name of Coriolanus. You know, people looked up to him. He was awe-inspiring to the people. You know, he decided to use this reputation to enter politics. He made a speech to the public, you know, showing them his scars that proved through 17 years of fighting for Rome to show his patriotism to the people, to make them trust him. And this moved the people, this, this moved people, you know, to tears. However, when polling day finally arrived, Coriolanus made a entry into the forum and he was escorted by the entire Senate, by the city's partisans and the, you know, the wealthiest people in the city and you know, the commoners you know, they, they were disturbed by this. They saw this as a show of arrogance, but that was okay. They could get over that. But once Coriolanus spoke, his words were arrogant and insolent. You know, he boasted battlefield exploits, made sour jokes, you know, and only really appealed to the partisans. You know, he voiced angry accusations at his opponents, speculated on the riches he would bring to Rome. And now people realized that this legendary soldier was also a common braggart. Once he slandered people with insults, this spread all throughout Rome, and people did everything they could to make sure he wasn't elected. Some weeks later, there was another Senate hearing on another topic. Coriolanus interrupted this and went on a verbal tirade as he, you know, condemned the concept of democracy. He advocated getting rid of the people's representatives and, and turning over the governing of the city to the partisans, to the people. So all just huge claims that he had no right to say. And Coriolanus appeared one more time before the people. You know, his speech started softly, slowly, and then he became more aggressive and more blunt as he hurled more insults and became more arrogant and disdainful. And the more he spoke, the angrier he got. And finally, they shattered him down, silenced him, and condemned Coriolanus to death. And they were going to throw him off the top of a mountain, you know, that's how they did it then. But luckily, the partisans decided to intervene and only sentenced him to lifelong banishment from the city. And you know, when people found out Rome's greatest military hero would never return to the city, they celebrated. People were happy. Like people who hadn't seen a celebration since they had won a, won, won a war, won a battle. So how does this link to power? How does this link to concealing your intentions, okay? The more Coriolanus spoke, the less powerful he appeared. You know, a person who cannot control his own words, his own tongue, can't control himself, and therefore is unworthy of respect, and that is exactly what happened in Rome. If all he had done was keep to himself, he would have maintained that powerful aura. He would have maintained that reputation of being such a hero. 
but the human tongue is a beast that few can master. It strains constantly to break out of its cage, and if it's not tamed, it will run wild and cause you grief. Power cannot occur to those who squandered their treasure of words. And I think that is a beautiful quote to exemplify the majority of people in our society. People love to talk. People love to talk about bullshit. If you sit back and listen to the contents of one's verbiage, you will really get to hear how full of shit they are and that what they're saying isn't real. Now, I mean that by saying what they're saying isn't important. It doesn't matter. Half of the things our mind thinks about and the things we talk about, ask yourself, does, that, does this really matter? Like, is what's happening, is this other person's life I'm talking about, We people love to talk about, people love to gossip about other people. People love to talk about things that aren't real and people, like, are fantasies, like, Anything from a movie to a TV show, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying when it becomes the content, like the majority of your, of your, of your conversations, then that's a problem because you're, you're living in a fantasy and a lot of people do that. And a perfect representation of someone who abides by this law is, was Louis XIV, who I previously talked about in a previous law. In politics, you know, nobles and ministers would spend days and nights uh, debating different issues as we do similarly now so two men were represented to approach Louis the 14th on two different subjects two delicate matters they finally had his ear though they talked about the issues at hand and Louis would sit in silence you know with the most enigmatic look on his face and he wouldn't say anything they would talk 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 all he said was I shall see and then he would walk away. You know, the ministers wouldn't hear another word from the king on this subject for weeks later. When that's, and that is when he would make a decision. And he, he wouldn't bother to consult with them on the matter ever again. But here's the thing. But Louis wasn't always like this. As a young man, Louis would talk on length. You know, he was known for delighting people with his eloquence. But Louis' taciturnity, which taciturnity means any quality of being reserved in conversation. There's any trait of being uncommunicative. Anyway, this trait was self-imposed. It wasn't real, it was an act, it was a mask. And that, the mask was made to keep people off balance. If people don't know what you're saying, let alone thinking, then they can never predict your next moves. And as a king, this was so beneficial, because imagine spies. Imagine if you had a spy, and to bring that back right to reality, we don't have spies, you know, we're not, I'm not talking to politicians here who have to worry about every word they say, but you should worry about what you say because people use words against you. So ex explain, uh, so exemplifying taciturnity will increase your power because more people will have less to say about you and less to use against you. Robert writes, no one knew exactly where he stood or could predict his reactions. No one could try to deceive him by saying what they thought he wanted to hear because no one knew what he wanted to hear. As they talked on and on to Silent Louis, they revealed more and more about themselves, information he would later use against them to great effect. In the end, Louis' silence has kept those around him terrified and under his thumb. It was one of the foundations of his power. As Saint Simon wrote, no one knew as well as he how to sell his words, his smile. 
even his glances. Everything in him was valuable because he created differences, and his majesty was enhanced by the sparseness of his words. Imagine if you applied that to your life now. Imagine if you just shut the fuck up for one minute and let the other person talk, how much information they give you. Usually people are so afraid to hear pauses in conversation. Like, people associate pauses in conversation with awkwardness. It makes them uncomfortable. Now, if you get easily uncomfortable and awkward, then that's going to be a problem. You're always going to be nervously talking, revealing information. So, try it. Experiment. Try being quiet. And letting a long pause in a conversation go on. People will fill that void. Because most people are too afraid of that void. So they need to fill it with something. But if you can just sit back for 10 seconds and confidently pause, reflect, and think while the other person stammers for words, then you'll have the upper hand. I believe that. Okay, now to put it more eloquently, I'm going to quote Robert again. Keys to power. Power is in many ways a game of appearances, and when you say less than necessary, you will inevitably appear greater and more powerful than you are. Your silence will make other people uncomfortable. Humans are machines of interpretation and explanation. They have to know what you're thinking. When you carefully control what you reveal, they cannot pierce your intentions or your meaning. Your short answers and silences will put them on the defensive, and they will jump in, nervously filling the silence with all kinds of comments that reveal valuable information about them and their weaknesses. They will leave a meeting with you feeling as if they have been robbed, and they will go home to ponder your every word. This extra attention to your brief comments will only add to your power. Saying less than necessary is not for kings and statesmen only. In most areas of life, the less you say, the more profound and mysterious you appear. Corylanus' story is a perfect example of this. Unfortunately, we don't murder people or banish them from a city for saying too much. I mean, a part of me kind of wishes we did, but we don't. That's not the society we live in. That's okay. But if you were born a thousand years ago and you had power, you had to be very careful what you said. Otherwise, you end up with Coriolanus' fate and got banished from a city and nearly dying. So in 1825, there was a Russian uprising and one of the leaders was to be executed. Uh, Rylev, I know I'm not saying his name right, but Rylev stood out on the gallows. The noose around his neck was about to be hung. The chapter opened, but the rope broke. He hit the ground and was saved. He was saved from execution. But as he got to his feet, he called out to the crowd and he said, You see, in Russia, they don't know how to do anything properly, not even how to make rope. Now, messengers immediately went to the, to the palace with news of the failed hanging. And he was about to be pardoned because the rope broke. This They believed in fate and, you know, okay, he must be innocent. It must be fate to let him live his life but then nicholas the king asked did Rylev say anything after this miracle the messenger repeated what he said to him i don't even know how to make rope in russia so the king said in that case let us prove the contrary he tore out the pardon and the next day Rylev was hanged and the rope didn't break that time saying something foolish often will not get you killed depending on where you are more often than not if you live in a western country, saying something foolish probably won't get you killed. I mean, it could, depending on where you are. But if you live in a good neighborhood, you're good. Like, you're okay. 
but if you were born a couple of hundred years ago, you might have died. So, I think it's important to approach your current state with the same seriousness as they did back then. Be particularly careful with sarcasm. The momentary satisfaction you gain with your biting words will be outweighed by the price you pay. And that is exactly what happened. Sarcasm is not always the best thing to use. I am an example of someone who uses sarcasm too much. So you just have to be conscious of the habits you have and use them sparingly. Authority. Never start moving your own lips and teeth before the subordinates do. The longer I keep quiet, the sooner others move their lips and teeth. As they move their lips and teeth, I can thereby understand their real intentions. If the sovereign is not mysterious, the ministers will find opportunity to take and take. Hang Feizu, Chinese philosopher. Reversal. You know, there are some times when it is unwise to be silent. Silence can arouse suspicion and even insecurity, especially in your superiors. A vague or ambiguous comment can open you up to interpretations you had not bargained for. Silence and saying less than necessary must be practiced with caution, then and in the right situations. By talking more and making yourself appear weaker and less intelligent than your mark, you can practice deception with greater ease. So all this means to me, be strategically silent. Don't be silent for no purpose. Don't do anything without a purpose. Know why you do the things you do. Everything. So practice silence with caution to avoid suspicion. Because naturally you can. People are unusually quiet. We can attribute that to shyness. But some people can see it other ways. Some people are more observant. So be strategic with your silence. That way you can practice deception with a greater ease.